Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I'm just chilling on the weekend here. It's a good Saturday morning. Baseball's starting up again, that's exciting. Uh, you know, sports, summertime, it's, summer just kind of flew by. It's already August, it feels like. Uh, we didn't get any summertime this year. 2020's just been a shithole of a year. But I have a guest with me today. He's a guy that I've seen. I first saw him. I he opened for Theo Vaughn at the Improv. Uh, me and my buddy Gabriel. Um, that's when I kind of heard about this guy. Then I actually got to perform with him. And Salinas came down and did a show at the Salinas Sports Tavern, which was my friend Julian's show. And then I've also seen him open for Mark Norman at Rooster Tea Feathers. And he's just a funny dude. Uh, I like his podcast as well. It's Carlos Rodriguez. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? Good, good to be here. Yeah, dude. Uh, how you been doing in this quarantine? How, how you been holding up? Uh, I've been doing good. You know, it's funny is uh, you just entered me and I was like, and I, I never really uh, pay attention to kind of like, because I just go and do stand up. I just go do clubs. I just do stand up. But I was like, hey, man, I've done I've done pretty well. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, for uh, for for just just being a, a road comic, just being a straight up ultimate road warrior. Uh, yeah, it's, but, it's been cool to like see you and get to like to hang out and like talk to you and then also get to see you like open for people that i like paid to go and see and i'm like super stoked to see you know like theo and mark norma are like some of my favorite comedians Mm -hmm. so getting to see you in that space like you know kind of like opening up for them has been pretty cool to watch and uh yeah and those shows too like uh uh those matter of fact those dudes are super cool too man they're um i met theo uh years and years and years ago um uh he was opening he was uh doing a, a casino out here in a um okay. what's it called it's called i can't remember i can't remember what the casino. But the, the greatest thing about that about that casino gig for, uh they paid really well and um the first time i did it i did it in um uh, uh what's his name was doing it ah oh shit i'm, I'm uh, he's a cool ass dude too dub uh dub davidoff okay dub davidoff hell yeah and i'm over here chilling and um i'm about to do the set i'm about to i'm about to feature and uh in walks in this other comic that i know that i had met you know a couple years prior who's cool as shit his name's uh brent ernst i don't know if you know who brent ernst is uh he's a uh, cobra familiar. kai uh, he's a uh, cobra kai new um karate oh, kid new, thing. Yeah, yeah yeah he's on that he's uh he's 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 karate kid's cousin oh, and okay. uh he was like on vince bond's wild west comedy tour thing but he was uh i met him years prior and um he walks in and I was like, "What's up, boy?" He was like, "What's up?" And I'm like, just talking shit. And I was like, "What? So what are you doing?" He's like, "He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna feature for Dub just to hang out. I'm just coming through." And then I was like, "Oh, I was featured." He goes, "No, the fuck, you're not." <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "I go, I'm not." And then they go, "They go, no, we're actually, we're gonna make you a host." And I was like, "Our MC." And and I was like, they, they go, uh, "I was like, do I get paid still the same?" And they go, "Yeah." And I go, "Shit, this is this is the, this is the easiest couple grand I've ever made." I was like, "Yeah, I'll do, I don't give a fuck." <laughs> I was like. I was like, I'll do ten minutes, uh, uh, and then, um, but we had a blast, and um, and and the, but I, I met Theo at that at that same casino, and he okay. was cool as shit, and then and then um, and then when I worked with Mark at at Rooster Tees, and Mark was cool, Mark was uh, was was good dude, he was just want to hang out and have a good time, and we went and caught like flicks, and it's it's funny because when you uh, when you're on the road and you're hanging out with these comics, because some of these guys, I mean Theo uh, was already kind of like the real world like fame, okay, but like. Uh, but like, it's funny cause you've worked with these guys for years. Like you've worked with everyone for probably seven to eight years and all of a sudden people just pop. But it's funny cause, um, 
they're all coworkers. So okay. you never know who, who's going to, they've all either open for each other or, you know, everyone's all road dogging it. And then all of a sudden before you know it, boom. And like Mark is, is, uh, is a, is a certified like comic comic. Like that dude has been doing it for years, uh, like, you know, unknown and just killing it. And, uh, that's what you do too. You just keep doing it, keep killing it as unknown until it's like, you're, you're finally sharpened and, and then you go out there. And, uh, I kind of enjoy that about, comedy is when you find somebody there's like this long just history of them on youtube or online on podcasts or whatever there's so much content that they've already put out that you haven't even noticed yet because it just hasn't been put in front of you like it hasn't Mm -hmm. like because you're you know like i feel like everybody just gets like the like you're saying that big fame like they just get that big like that's what everybody sees you don't Mm -hmm. see like this person that's been grinding for years and years and years and they have like i've i'm still seeing like old videos of mark norman pop up they're like from way back and he just looks completely different and he's doing a sits on a sh- shitty camera it looks like just an ancient <laughs> video you're like Damn, yeah how long this guy has been doing this you know same thing with theo it's just like they there's videos of him when he's super young doing comedy it's like 15 years ago and he's like his jokes that he's doing back then are just like you know you, you look at like the progression of, of people like I, I i really enjoy watching that stuff and like i i yeah. like hope to you know like by documenting some stuff hope to have something like that too so yeah, because it's like it's. Well, I like yeah, how you said too. You, you you don't really see these guys grinding, but like, and then the, those guys that do grind are usually the funniest, man. Because you you start because they're not the, they're not uh, industry darlings. You know, they're not being vetted for the catering to the masses. Where it's like, oh, this guy's wholesome and you know he's clean and this and that. And it's like, you know, but that's not really that funny to me. You know, my that my funnier the the way the things that I find funnier are how someone's brain operates and how they think, not. Not what's the quickest and easiest joke. What's because to be honest, it's the low hanging fruit. Like everyone can do that. It's like laughing at the, laughing at the part in the movie theater that you've seen on the trailer already. It's kind of like oh, okay, okay, you know what sense. I mean? Yeah. So um, I hate that too. And I'm in the movie theater and I hear people laugh at the part that I've seen on the trailer. I'm like, I want to look back. Like you son of a bitch, you knew that was coming. Why are you? <laughs> You saw it like ten times. Like, come on. Yeah, and you still laugh because they're they're because they're transformed. It's so weird. And um, but yeah, that it's a uh, but that's just how it is, man. And it's fun too. And I respect that more, like the whole grind, because the um, the stand up, like doing it everywhere and anywhere, and trying to refine it, especially because there's all the different crowds. So it's like you could say one joke, but say it a hundred different ways, you know, and then mm-hmm. find out which way is the best for certain crowds. But yeah, yeah Marco's like I- cool. I was gonna say a good example of that would be like watching you at like a club versus when we were doing that bar show. There was like a handful of people there. Like the way you were still able to handle that that small audience and and still get laughter and still have everybody feel like they're a part of like you know a show is really cool. You know it, when I see somebody like that when we're in a small room at an open mic and you see somebody come up and they just like everybody's kind of like not getting the audience to laugh really. And somebody comes up and it's like, bam, and you just see this like different wave. Like it's, it always, it always just like, I admire it. Cause it's like, damn, that guy's been in this situation way more than me. Like, like this has been here so many times. Like he, this is like, he knows exactly how to handle this. Like, um, like how long have you been like doing it? Like when did you start like doing like comedy? Like, uh, I started at, um, I started at 16. Um, oh, I was damn. like, uh, yeah, yeah, I started at 16, but I stopped like at 20, I think it was 20 years old I stopped because I was like, um, I, I was in class and the teacher was like, uh, uh, I was, it was a substitute joke, so I was at the continuation high school and mm-hmm. he was all, um, 
I was killing it. I was just joking and talking shit. And he was like, you think you're funny? And I go, I'm hilarious. And he goes, uh, <laughs> he's like, you think you could do that at an open mic? And I was like, I was like, I made, I made 30 kids laugh. I can make six drunks laugh. That's going to be easy, you know, whatever. And so he snuck me into a bar and open mic night. Oh, there was another, yeah, there was another substitute teacher that he was a comedian. His name was Mr. K. Uh, he was garbage. Like he was like, I, like, he was so bad. <laughs> he was so bad. I, I look on it now, you know, and I'm like, Oh, that dude was a hack. He was, uh, he was completely, he sucked. And, um, and so we go and sneak into the uh, thing and I go on stage and um, I eat shit because I go up thinking, oh, I'm God given like this. This just comes natural. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't go up with no material or no game plan or nothing like that. I just walked up there and I was like talking about, you know, you know, living on my own for the first time at 17. And, you know, and and and, and plus I'm 17 or 16. And um, oh yeah, I was 16. And um, he goes, um I mean, it was just like, no one cares what a 16-year-old kid's saying really too much, you know? They don't really have yeah. too much to say. And um, I went up eight shit, and I got off stage, and, and he was like, uh, how, how was it? How did you feel? And I was like, oh, man. I go, I learned two things. Because I go, I want to I come back next week. Is there next week? And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's next week. But why do you want to do it? You, you, you didn't do very well. And I go, I know, I know, but I learned two things. Uh, and he goes, what'd you learn? I go, that one, people are going to laugh because you're funny. And then people are going to, and then two, people will laugh to get you to shut the fuck up and you just got to figure out which laugh you're going to, you're getting in your real life and then oh. try to like amplify that. Cause like people will laugh just to be like, <laughs> like, yeah, no. And just to get you to shut up. So the conversation can move forward. Okay. <clears throat> or people are, people are definitely going to laugh because what you're saying is funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm guilty and of so- like that laughter of kind of like, Come on, man. Let's let's like let's get this. Let's like, <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> I'm guilty yeah. doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, we all done it. We've all because the, because there, there's people that aren't funny in our lives, and we just want to like validate you just so you we can keep the story moving. Because you know, I don't want you to keep trying to make me laugh because it's gonna irritate me. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the same dude that that will find. Uh, yeah, I don't know. anyway. So, but yeah, no, no. So you got it. So I was like, yeah, and then and then I did stand up for like for like three or four years and then i stopped and i took off for a little while and i didn't come back to comedy until about 26 27 and then i've just been doing it now for like 10 11 years now straight okay. and then um and you were saying about how uh to working bar shows and doing all this stuff and having the, that mileage um i also would uh I, I liked comedy man so i studied it i don't watch it now it's really hard for me to watch stand-up now because it's like you know once you've seen the sausages being made mm-hmm. uh I can see tricks and I can see comics that are doing psychological tricks in order to get through their time or to get their jokes across. And I'm just not a big fan. So I'm like, this is, that's easy. You know, I want to see something innovative. I want you to push it. If we're pushing the envelope on stage with what we can say, I want you to push the envelope with comedy on how we can do it or what we can do. Not, Mm -hmm. not just repeat and do the same thing over, you know? So, um, the, uh, but I would study it and I'd watch it when I first did it because that's what you do. You, yeah. when you become a com- when you first become a comedian or want to be a comedian, what you're doing is uh, you kind of do an impression of what you think a stand-up comic sounds like. And most of the time you start bombing and bombing and then you start getting better because you start refining it. But then after a while you start realizing, I don't really talk like this. And then you start talking how you regularly do in your fa- home life and how you're funny that way. And then they're, and that's who you become and that's who you are. You're just an amplified version of your personality. And um, and I like the stand-up science and how you were saying, too, about doing the bar shows and doing all this stuff. Like like I said, I, I would go to my local comedy clubs and I would watch the headliners because I would go to the B clubs 
because the B yeah. clubs are where the road comic was at. And it used to be a, a negative connotation about being a road comic back in the day. But I, I liked it because I was like, these dudes remind me of my dad and his friends. These guys are fucking like men and, and okay. they drink it. And then yeah. the A comics and the A club, like they don't want to hang out. They just close their green door. They don't, you know, they don't talk. They just do their sit, their, their set. They're the type of cats that would get mad at the audience for talking back. As opposed to the B room is like it's a brawl, and I'm like I fuck, I'm I'm into this chaos. I like okay. this. I like to see what's gonna happen. And um, and Burke Kreischer. Is this, sorry, is this in Sacramento? Where you? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I was, I was at last last yeah last unlimited was okay. where I, where I went, and um, uh, Burke Kreischer was working uh this one weekend, and he did something that I've never seen done before with the, with the thing with the with a uh with an audience he was it was a wednesday he used to have a wednesday night shows but it was a wednesday night and it was probably like i want to say maybe 20 people in there and that crazy bird wow. Kreischer doing 20 yeah that's people crazy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he he was doing like he i didn't even know it was him i didn't even know anything about bird Kreischer. so this is this is this is how far back it was because like i um i got called to do it. someone didn't show up for their hosting gig and they were like hey man if you want to come down here so i shot over there I went, I bombed, I bombed hard because I, I just had a broken heart, my first broken heart. Oh, and yeah. all this material I was having was just a heartbreak material. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just had my heart broke. I was like, I don't even, I was like, fuck, uh, I was like, fuck, fuck, uh, fuck birds and, and, and ocean fronts and, and trees. I hate everything. Fuck sunsets. I, yeah, fuck sunsets. <laughs> I was like, birds can eat a dick. I was just like, <laughs> And nobody was laughing, and I only could hear one cackle in back. And then I get off stage, and, and this dude comes up, and he was like, "Hey, you're, that's fucking great. That was fucking, that was fucking hilarious. That's fucking great." And I was like, "Dude, I bombed." And he was like, "No, no, no, no. You kept. You were in the pocket. You just stood there, man. That was great." And then he goes, "Are you here all week?" And I go, "I don't think so." He goes, "No, fuck that. You're here all week." And I go, uh, "How do you? How, you know, like you're not the what? owner." Yeah, and he was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. "He's like, I'm Bert. I'm the headliner. I, you're gonna be here all week." And I was like, "All right." So oh, he, whoa, he, that was Bert talking to you. Yeah, yeah, it was burning in the back. Yeah, yeah so, that's crazy. So I got to work with, uh, and then so we're we're doing so throughout the week. Like he was kind of dropping hella knowledge on me about like he was telling me he goes, I know exactly where you're at. He goes, I know that your um, your thought process is funny. He goes, your stream of thought is funny. He goes, you're never gonna have a problem about writing jokes. He goes, because just the way you think is just funny. You just gotta have to get. You have to learn. He goes, I know exactly where you're at because that's I know because that's where I was at one point. You got to figure out how to get people on your stream of thought, and then you could just take them. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, he was just uh, he was really helpful in, in that. And then I seen him on stage, and he um, he stopped. He was killing the crowd, and then he stops and he looks over and he says, "See those guys up there on the uppers to the crowd." Uh, he goes those guys, and and in my head I'm like, why would you stop the great show going? Because I'm I'm a first year comic, two year comic, and if I got a crowd going, I'm trying to keep it going. You know, you're yeah. spinning plates, and you're just not trying to like make them fall. You're when you're when you're a first year comic and you're doing well on stage, all you're thinking is about when am I going to lose them? <laughs> That's all you're thinking about. Yeah, but 100%. he, yeah, and I learned <laughs> this from him watching that it's not a it's don't worry about losing because you're such you're a professional precise precision comedian that you you will get them back because you know how to do it because you know how to do this and so but he stops the show he looks and he says those three guys are comics and they have a different uh, you know sense of humor he goes i'm going to tell you guys a joke that you guys are all going to hate 
but those comics right there are gonna laugh and die their asses off. And so I'm 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 leaning up and I'm like, what's he gonna say? <laughs> and he does the joke and it bombs in the audience and we start fucking dying. And <laughs> and then he goes and then he gets the crowd back. And I was like, how do you? I want to learn how to stop a show and how to learn how to get them back. That's something that I would learn, love to learn how to do. And watching him and understanding, you know, the precision about it i was like oh that's why at far shows like that it's like like i'm not afraid of losing them because i'll get you guys back i'm not really i want to kind of go over here i want to kind of run around here and if i get you with some of these silly thoughts then that's cool mm-hmm. it's just an added plus and so I, I would i would learn a lot from road comics and um and how to uh and all about the craft because it was no it wasn't polished man and i like that i like the fact when things aren't polished because uh, I like bloopers. I like outtakes. Okay. I like when podcasts, um, you know, have uh, they're like, should we edit this out? Like, no, keep it in. Keep everything in. I like that. It's a, it's, 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 it's real. Okay, I got you. I'm sorry, I talk a lot. And no, I had a good, dude. No, that was that's like a that was a lot. Like that's that's a really cool story. Like just watching, yeah, watching somebody like that being able to control the audience. Like I. You know, I've seen like like kind of what I was saying earlier. I've seen you know people just come through like from the bay and stuff, open mics, and you just get like a, it's just you see somebody that's been you know honing and working that, and they have that kind of precision precision like you're talking about, and it is really interesting to see. And you're kind of like holy shit, just like makes you think, just like shatters your perspective of what comedy is. Like I, that's what I like is like going and watching people where they just kind of like. It's like how the fuck are they? What, how do they get that? How do they get that idea? Like how do they even write that joke? Like I love like just getting like just kind of like hit with something that I'm not expecting. That like good misdirector, um, and you know I've I've only been doing it for like two and a half years, and mm-hmm. I feel like where I'm at right now is I want to I'm trying to I'm I'm getting to that voice that's me that's like not like the idea of like my idea of comedy, I guess I'm actually like, want to want to talk about some real shit. Like the stuff I'm writing in quarantine right now and thinking about like, I want to go back and do some shit. That's like actually me as isn't like just dick jokes or like, and just like, or dirty material. It's kind of where I feel like I was going before quarantine is I was just, that's the only stuff I was getting reactions with. And so yeah. that's what, that's what I was like. That's what I was like refining was just this dick joke stuff. And I'm like, that's not me. That's not like what I want to talk about. You know, I'm not like, I'm not just up here, like wanting to be like this dirty comic. Like, but, like it was just yeah. like, what I was getting in Salinas and in Monterey and, and these areas. Like what, like, like how do you, like, is it a mixture of like, like when you're going and doing different spots in different towns, is it a mixture of like what they like versus what you, what's true to you? Like when you kind of think mm-hmm. about your set, when you formulate that, like, is that kind of what you're looking for, or is it just you're like fuck them? Like this is me. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Like, like what's mm-hmm. that kind of mentality that you take? I guess the uh, like so if I'm on the road, um, like uh, I don't know. It's funny because it's like I, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be you know like the artist type of thing, but you know I'm an entertainer. You're, like mm-hmm. my job is to figure out this Rubik's cube of a crowd. Now if you want to just go up there, like I see a lot of uh i'll say a bay area comics you know they'll they have their set and they have the way they do it and i'm like you know and if it works it works and you guys didn't like it you guys just didn't get me and i'm like fuck all that like you know because i because i'm an artist and it's like no fuck that you're an entertainer they paid their money to figure to be entertained and if you're not providing the service 
then it sh- I want to send this meal back, you know, like mm-hmm. cook this, take a little longer. Um, so, so fine tune it, figure it out. So like when I, when something, when I'm in a room, I'm, I, I am going to get what I want across and I may have to say it in a different tone, but that's okay because that's going to help me improve as an artist. Like I may say a joke. I usually say uh, acting surprised, but for some reason in this rough room, I have to, I got to say it assertively like, you know, and it's like, Oh, it took on a whole new life. And now actually I can take another Avenue with this joke. Yeah. Cause before being surprised, I couldn't go this way because I'm supposed to be surprised, but now being assertive, I can go down this Avenue and actually this oh, leads to okay. more tags and more jokes. So it's all about, yeah, it's about emotion and it's about, you know, what do you convey on, on stage and, and then you can develop and learn how to be better. So when you are in a situation uh, that's either a bar room or even a, a clean comedy set, you're like, well, I can't be dirty anymore. I can't cause, cause that's what you're saying too. You're talking about how like uh, to your comic and, and that's how it is. You know, you, it's like a child. It's like an infant. Uh, 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 you're learning how to talk on stage. You're learning how to talk. And then, and then what do kids do when they first learn how to talk? They get reaction by saying caca, poo-poo, pee-pee, all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah, that's a, really, well, that's a really good way to think about it. Yeah, you're just like yeah. learning how to talk in front of this crowd. Yeah, and then, and then on top of that, people are already once again conformed and trained to laugh at vulgarity especially in like bars and stuff like that so you're like you know all you have to say is, say is oh sucking dick and blah, and you're like oh you'll get a reaction you're like okay now we're getting somewhere you know um but when it comes to like like a bar crowd is something completely different once you start once you figure that's the thing though once you figure out how to get their attention now you got to figure out how to keep it but now you got to start fucking jamming your your joke or your idea in, in, into it and stuff like that and then okay, if they yeah. if they leave well this is what i learned if they leave if they, if they if they're not feeling it then be like then i'm just gonna tell you guys straight up hey man i'm like i could stay up here and just cuss all day but like you can you can hear that at home you know so i'm gonna I, like this is think about this think about the joke i'm saying and you know people say oh it's you um when you uh, when you explain a joke it's not funny anymore that yo, like I said, always trying to turn the table, always try to go against the grain. So when I hear that, I'm like, oh, you just don't know how to do it. You just don't know how to break down a joke for somebody and still make it funny, which is great because once you start, once you figure out how to do that, like you guys don't get this. Like there's there's been some jokes that like comics that said before me, and I'm like, and I get on stage and I'm like, you guys are fucking idiots because that joke was great. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm like, dude, did you hear what he said? This fool said, yada, yada, yada. I go, think about that. His mom was right there with the whole fucking time. Yeah. You know, and then, and then you walk them through and they're like, you know what? That is funny. And then the people that did get it are still laughing again. So they're double dipping and it's kind of an inside joke now for them. Mm-hmm. So they're laughing at that. And the new people that are still trying are still getting it. Are yeah. So boom. So there's, I notice sometimes of, too, if you sorry. get, if you really get like one or two people with something, like some mm-hmm. people will just laugh because somebody just is fully losing it over in the corner. Like people will just laugh at some of the people just laughing hard. And like, yeah. I, I think a lot of people are afraid to like fully laugh at something because they might be judged for, judged for laughing at it too. Like at an open mic or a bar show. Cause you know, not everybody's mm-hmm. there for that. Like that's what, like I've only... The only like club I've got to do is Rooster Tees. I've done like the competition and the new talent showcase, but both times I was there is the best like the reactions I've gotten like anywhere because it was mm-hmm. like they were specifically there for that. 
and like everybody's attention you could feel it i could feel it like a lot more than you could feel it at other places it was kind of crazy actually i was like got a little nervous i was like oh fuck. Like, everybody's <laughs> staring right at you you know you're like shit like i gotta yeah. be funny now and uh <laughs> it was really cool and eye-opening and uh like i like uh yeah i just that's um like being able to just to continue to like i hope it comes back and i hope we're able to continue to do it like i've seen that mm-hmm. you've been doing some are you been doing some outside stuff some patio stuff I did an outside show last night and it was a silent show. It was a silent stand-up, So it was like a silent disco. So everyone had headphones on and they all okay. tuned in channel the microphone. And so I was able, it was, it was interesting, man. I mean, I, I was like, uh, I did 90 minutes. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to. And, but I was like, I must've missed the fuck out of comedy. Cause like <laughs> it, it had been, <laughs> it had been like three weeks uh, since I'd done it. And, um, but I was I was having fun and uh, it worked out well. I was it's surprising well. I was like, well, this is the this is the this is the new thing. This is the wave of the future because I I'm not a, I didn't want to do Zoom shows. I'm like because this yeah, is what I'd rather you, do. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna ask you about Zoom and how you kind of if you did anything with it or not. But uh, not really because I don't really find it. Um, see, I'm looking. It's the connection and the gratification of the laugh. Now I'm being like I'm not. I guess I could say I'm being selfish now, but like, cause I like, I do it for, for the, for the, for the gratification of making someone else laugh and hearing it and hearing all in unison. Oh, dude, like, yeah. I mean, I don't think you gotta like be like, I think all everybody does. <laughs> everybody that does like it goes yeah. up there. Yeah. You want that. That's like, like, you cause when I first, it's nice. When I first made someone laugh. Okay. So this is how it was for me. Like, like as a little kid, I, I really didn't have a, the, the greatest upbringing. So, um, when I would laugh, that was like a little mini vacation, you know, because I don't got a car. I don't got. I can't take. A, I can't go anywhere. I'm. I'm. I'm like six. I'm like eight. So mm-hmm. when I would laugh, you forget about everything. Everything just goes away, and I would laugh and I have these little vacations. And I was like, that feels hella good. And I was like, I want to do that for somebody else. So then I would just make other people laugh. And I was like, oh, now I'm giving out little mini vacations. And so when I when I do stand up, and I'm just like, and I do that, I was like, oh, I get to take everybody out of you know the present for a minute. It's a it's a yeah. it's a pretty cool thing. So That's it's like. A- that's yeah, a really interesting perspective. No, it's all good. I was just saying that's an interesting perspective. Think about handing out little mini vacations, like from yeah, uh, from re- like from reality, I guess. Right? Is that kind of yeah? Okay, yeah. Because you, you you're you just get lifted out of the. It's it's a really strange, I guess, realm because you get lifted out of the present because you're not thinking about anything other than just that that joke. And what you're thinking about is the picture that you're being created by the person on stage. So you can take them anywhere. You know, as long as you as long as long as you are, you know, uh, have their their confidence mm-hmm. in you, you can take them anywhere. And I think that's so much fun. And I think it's so cool. I, you know, you get to be this like, you know, uh, mental travel agent. And, um, and so the uh, I get I so I do that. But then when the Zoom shows, I lose that connection, I feel, because uh, for one, I don't hear the instant gratification and the laugh i gotta kind of wait for it if your wi-fi is fucked up or that there's too many things <laughs> in the middle between me and you for uh-huh. the laugh and i or if and, the person's like muted themselves so you can't even hear them or you can just see them like laughing i guess it's yeah, yeah. and i've I, been to a I few just, of them and yeah. it's mm-hmm. i i wanted to check them out to see if like oh maybe to see if i you know was like oh i could do this kind of and i've felt like it's more of a storytelling kind of place it's not kind of what you're saying it's not like jokes like you can't like the first time i saw you, you walked up and you walked up to the brick wall at the improv you like touched it you were like okay it's real <laughs> and that like shit made, I, I was laughing so hard i was like no one else even like everybody walks out looks right at the crowd you're just like 
okay, these bricks are real. We're good. Like, and then, and then you start, and you're like, I just had to check on this wall real quick. And that shit was hilarious. Like I, I, I was like just dying laughing. And so was my buddy who was with me. And, uh, yeah, it's like, just that's your take on that. You know, like that's your, that's your perspective. And you're, I feel like that's kind of what you were talking about earlier where you were trying to maybe get us in your train of thought or something right off the bat. You know, like yeah. you walk out, you touch the brick wall. You're trying to get us like thinking like you, you know, like, how does mm-hmm. Carlos think? And then you're taking and take us on that ride. And that's freaking like, that was like a really interesting, cool way to do that. And it's like, yeah, I don't know, it's unique. like, cause, cause it's weird. Cause I like how you, that's so funny that you said that too, because like most of the sets that I do, I, I don't really have the opening line or anything like that. Cause I think that you become too conformed and you're not, and your funny's not, 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 not worked out. You know what I'm saying? You got to stretch before you, you know, run. Mm-hmm. So, cause you don't just start running. I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of odd. So you stretch out, and so my that's that's my stretching out. I'm like, I really want to see if this wall is is, it. and then all of a sudden people can see uh, who I am and my character or my personality, and they're like, oh, this motherfucker goofy. Like, and then and then I started. I remember looking at that uh, that wall, and I go, I go, I feel like I'm doing stand up outside of an in an, in an alley. Uh, and I go, I feel like, or like I'm about to cop some drugs. I go, I'm running, I'm, I'm running to the pee, fool. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, that was some funny shit. Oh man, uh, that was fun. I love. That's my. Fa- that's one of my favorite stages to do stand up on. I, I, I love San Jose Improv, and they had just recently redone it. And as soon as when this COVID thing hit, I was supposed to be there with Norm. I was supposed to be with Norm McDonald. Okay, um, yeah, I was gonna actually gonna try to go to that. Um, yeah, I wanted to I see was, Norm. I was like, holy shit, Norm's gonna be in San Jose. I have to go. Like, oh, yeah, I don't care if I can't even. Like, I don't care if I don't have gas for the next week. Fuck it. Like, I'll walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get an Uber. Fuck it. <laughs> Norm, Norm is great, man. He's got. He's a great. He's he, his his timing is something that's really hard to duplicate. You have to end up doing his impression because you can't just tell his joke. You have to tell his joke as him. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh well, uh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. all he does. It's all in the pauses. I saw that. Um, did you see the thing he had on? It was, I think it was on COVID, where he was just like in front of a crowd talking about it. I think there's like a clip that he put out. Oh yeah, no. Um, yeah, he was talking about. It. He's like, I think he touched his face, and he's like, ah, oh, shit. And he's like, looks at his hand and looks at the crowd, <laughs> and it was a, it was hilarious because he was just. He, and oh, then he kind of did this. Face. Yeah, he had like a little norm take on it. Like he was just like. He started looking at like he was gonna like touch the pee. Like he, it was so funny. Uh, he's great. Yeah, he's 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 got a he's got a great mind. His his book is super fucking weird. I read his book. Um, I read a lot of uh, uh, biographies and stuff like that, and I thought that's what his was gonna be. But his is like all over the place. It's weird. It's like <laughs> it's almost like a feared and loathing Las Vegas type of <laughs> type of book. Isn't he like? Uh... Isn't he? Isn't he like a like a heavy gambler and stuff too? Yeah, he was. I don't know if he still is, but I know that he was at one point. For uh, like he, he's really good, and he's really good too, and really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I, uh, I was gonna say something too about how um, you were talking about the the two year comic or something. Oh, one of my big my biggest regret though is after that weekend with Bert. He was like, uh, I need a, a, a feature for you know, the improv in Miami. Do you want to come? And I was probably, this is, I think I, this is my year one back. I want to say this year one, year two. Okay. And I was like, I don't, I don't have 30 minutes. You know, I didn't tell him I was like, but I was like, oh, I can't go. My job is, is, uh, uh I can't take time off. And I regret that because I could have taken time off. I should have went. Um, but, uh, I ended up working with Bert, like a lot of other places. I, I you know, it was funny because, uh, being on the road, I remember one time I, uh, we were together in Seattle. There's a that, that 
there's a clip where you can find it. We're, that was the weekend I was working with him again. We're in Seattle, and some guy from the audience runs on stage and and steals his beer. And the security guard comes and just hemps the dude up hella quick. Ah. And uh, yeah, it was nuts. And then um, and then doing Douglas movies in, in uh, with him in over in uh, San Francisco. But it's like it's funny because you run into everybody. And like I said, like uh, like I've known Bert now for probably about ten years, and um, it's a trip because it's like you don't know who's gonna blow up or how big they're gonna go, yeah, and whatnot. And then on on top of that, you don't know the timeline for somebody's, uh, you know. Uh, thing you know it's like because he had been doing it at that point i think for maybe 10 12 years and and he he like he said he used to bring tom segura to laughs you know way back in the day and uh you just don't know someone's trajectory that's what i should say Mm -hmm. uh is it trajectory or trajectory i think it's trajectory yeah okay i think you're good but yeah uh and so um it's funny because it's like you work with all these people and um they're it's uh they may be blown up or famous, but they're still, you know, coworkers and they're, but they're still cool ass dudes. And they're, uh, they're actually fun to hang out with and talk with being in agreement with, with, um, with veterans and, and, and road comics. It's, it's, a uh, it's, it's pretty much like the closest thing I could, I would say I've never been in one. So I don't even know why I'm saying it, but a fraternity. So it's like, okay. you can, so they, so everyone has that experience of going to college. So they know all the little intricacies of, you know how to cut class or what when's the best time to take class and whatnot but now you're exchanging information on when's the best time to do this road gig or when's the best time to you know how to how to get a better hotel rate or the, the new hustle here and there and it's, it's, it's like a, a really mini convention so yeah like yeah. for like if a business people all come together at these conventions you know and talk it's like just really small micro conventions and and meetings it sounds like that's yeah that's super cool though uh like what is like what was the what was the like uh, motivation behind starting your podcast? Was it something that uh, something that you were kind of doing the, to uh, put content out because of quarantine, or were you kind of was it pre before COVID where you had putting stuff out? Or it was uh, so I I had had like three failed podcasts because I always try to do it with comics. And uh, uh, that's really tough to do because comics all have different schedules. So mm-hmm. I had I had learned that the hard way. And then um, on New Year's Eve, I had made this list of, of things I want to accomplish. I didn't even say resolutions. I was like, these are things I, I want to accomplish. Because that was one thing I started learning too. I was like, I have to change my vocabulary because uh, New Year's resolutions just sound like things that you would like to do you know it's a good it's it's good to say them but let's Mm -hmm. you know at least i said it so maybe i don't really have to do it so i was like let me have this word accomplished i need this accomplished this needs to get done and um and so uh i said i want to reach i want to start up my podcast again and so i did uh january 1st so i i i was like boom 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 and i wanted like i have to be consistent with it too and I was big into movies and every, I'm still big into movies and everyone's like, you should, you know, I did my, these movie reviews all the time that were like very, they were short because it's like, you don't need a fucking pair or like all, like, like a whole fucking page to talk about a flick. If it's good, or it's not, don't see this, don't waste $14 and don't waste yeah. $17 to see <laughs> yeah. this movie in 3d that doesn't even need to be in 3d. Yeah. There was two things in 3d. It's, it's a fucking drama. Why am I, why is it in 3d? <laughs> <laughs> Their tears are yeah. just falling out of the screen onto your face. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. So much emotion. I'm like, <laughs> telling you, I'm like, what about? <laughs> that really sold it for me. Fuck out of here. And then, uh, so, 
so people are like, so I was like, okay, well, I'll review movies. And I go, well, I, well, if I have a podcast, I can't just review one movie because I only just do them quick clicks. So I was like, I'll just review the movies that I've seen that week. I'll review the TV that I watched. I'll review the games that I bet on. I'll review, oh, trailers because I would do trailer trash. Because there's okay. there's movies. I mean, I've seen so many now that like I can watch a movie trailer and be like, oh, that's gonna suck. Or I can see how something's being promoted, and I'm like, this they're they're putting a lot of money in marketing because because this, this movie story is is bullshit. Uh, it's not gonna be good. Um, uh, like I'll even watch. I even get because like when I was a kid, that's all I would do too. My dad had a black box, and so I would watch movies over and over and over and over and over again, constantly, and movies that I didn't even like. Um, but that was the only thing I could do, and that was the only thing on. So I uh, I started realizing and learning a lot about structure about movies and, and stories like, like i started and stuff like when when the first act is when the second act is when the third act is and you know uh camera angles and lighting and then dvds were like a another step when the dvds came out and they had like commentary that was my film school like mm -hmm. i learned about continuity i learned about you know uh a lot of things about like character development or even like actors figuring out like all these underlining things like like i said like norm everything is in the pauses like especially when someone's a good actor uh, th the things they're pro pro projecting is are stuff like uh, uh, when they're not talking. It's a lot of movement. It's a lot of you know uh, where are their shoulders at? Are they back? Are they slouched? Are they front? Like oh, you know what is this person's details. body telling us? Yeah, all these details. And That's it's a great thing to le learn for stand up as well because when you sell a joke, you're 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 acting right mm. there. You're you're trying to. So you're like thinking about it on down to that detail. Like how am I? Like how my like how I look right now when I'm doing this joke. Like you, you try to look a certain way when you deliver like a line and stuff. Yeah, because there's like there's because okay, so last night we were doing the headphone um, show, and uh, for some reason I got to one part of the stage and it would always cut out. Now I I move a lot in in Santa because of you know like I said, and I also noticed that um, my body movement uh, paints a picture because I'll mime or I'll like, you know, uh, something or, you know, other, other, but also it, 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 it allows me to, to figure out what the next line is too. Like mm -hmm. when I do this, I hit the, I hit this part of the joke, but since I couldn't move around, I was like, I had to like really focus and remember, and remember my writing, which, which is good because if you are a good writer, you're going to prevail no matter what. But I just had to say it differently. I had to set a different tone. And as soon as I found out that I can't do, I'm restricted. I go, okay, I can work with this. Let me see how. Let me see how I can um, gear my my, my adjustment. My uh, my what's what's my uh, next gear? And so I just, you know, put it down in the in the in the okay. second gear. Yeah. And I just started. <laughs> I was like, okay, now now I can't move. So now I have to convey everything. Not 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 with just body movement. I got to take that away, and I got to uh, convey it through. Um, emotional cues in my sentences like i'll have to draw out this word and i say this word actually a little sadder you know hmm. so it's a lot of it's a lot of interest i love fucking stand-up science man it's just like because then because then on top of that i can get pissed off and say and start bombing and be like oh i can't do this right this is not how i do it but i'm like no if i need to adjust because now like i said before Oh, now I don't even have to expend that much energy next time because this joke hit a lot better if I just stood still and just said the word this way. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's oh, I like that actually, and that actually leads to this. Like, a matter of fact, I could put this one joke that I've had written and that I never said here because that works perfectly. Oh, okay. And then because there's there's jokes that I've written probably 
seven years ago that I've never said on stage because I don't know where they go yet. But all of a sudden, one night like that, and I'm like, boom, now this guy can be here. This. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, <clears throat> like, with your, like, do you have plans, like, with your podcast to, are you going to, like, try to put out, like, a video element to it as well? Or are you just, right now, are you just seeing where it goes? Um, yeah, there... just seeing, seeing where it goes. I don't, I was thinking about the video element to it because, like, I've, I've noticed that that's, like, kind of where everything's going right now. Um, and I was like, yeah, I guess, like, uh, I got to figure that out. But right now, I like, see, this, the thing that sucks about it is because it's turned into every other podcast, um, which I didn't really want it to be because the COVID thing, because like, I was, I had, um, yeah, I was reviewing it, all that stuff, and then the trailer trash. And then also, too, I would be like, recast the movie or re reimagine it. Like, here, let's take this movie and what would you put it in this time frame? Would you put it in that? You know, who would you cast? And da 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 da. And, um, like things like that we can do, but I can no longer review anything new because it's really hard for new things to come out. Every week something new is coming out, but now it's like every two or three weeks and maybe month now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it, so now it's just turned into like having people on and just shucking and driving and bullshitting and talking about what was. And so I don't know what's happening right now with it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm consistently trying to do it. Um, uh, but it's just, it's, it's a, it's a task. You know, as opposed to something where it's like, I just like doing this. Now it's a task to, because I want to, yeah. I, I don't want to be the same thing. I don't want to be the, I always, I, you always want to be original. So I don't want to fall into being. Yeah, I agree with you. It's hard to, uh, like, I, people ask me, like, oh man, like, I've recorded with other people. They're like, uh, are you going to put the video out? And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, it's, it's just, that's a, that's a whole lot of work to have <laughs> to, like, put a video out and, and I don't, yeah, and it's like I'm not trying to like have a video show on YouTube. I just want to like have people on and talk to them and have good conversations. That was the whole idea behind the podcast. And I don't think that you know personally for me, I don't watch a lot of podcasts at all. I'm always listening no. to them in my car at work uh, when I'm like walking. Like I put headphones in on the store now and a mask. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm, so, I'm social distant as fuck. Like I don't want nobody uh -huh. near me. Like. <laughs> Like yeah. I, I'll just listen to podcasts while I'm walking around the store, and like, I, I don't see the you know, I guess a lot of people like watch YouTube, and I think the only person I watch on YouTube podcast is probably Rogan. Like I watch his clips. I just watch mm -hmm. the clips. You know, I watch like two minutes yeah. or five minutes here and there. Um, so yeah, I think I think I try to take everything with a grain of salt. And people say like that's what it ha that's what it is now. That's the wave. It's like yeah, I mean. That's just a conversation, just like saying Kanye is gonna be president. Like it's like I feel like it's like okay, like that's just a like a common theme or a common idea that like everything's video now. It's like okay, I I kind of agree with you, yeah, because everybody can put video out, but I don't mm. think everybody's watching it really. I think it's I, I think, think it's a mix. I think it was a lot of older like this is this is my theory on it. Um, I think that the, the YouTube numbers might go down because I think it was a lot of people at work that would just put it on YouTube and put it in the background because they didn't want to download um, an iTunes app or a, yeah. um, or a Stitcher Spotify app or, or Spotify. Like yeah, because you can't, you can't download that stuff on your work computer. So, But you can open up YouTube and, and listen to the podcast so you'd have it on in the background. But now no one's at work. No one's at, at these office buildings and these desk jobs anymore. Mm -hmm. And so now they're able to do it well they might be they might be doing it on their laptop so maybe that maybe they'll those it might stay consistent but um now people are like i feel like you know people will listen more on on their phones or whatnot so i don't i don't think they're watching either i just think they have it on in the background 
And then, yeah. you know, someone really wants to see a, a clip or something like that. People will look at, like you said, look at the clips. Cause I don't, I, I don't imagine someone's, you know, Oh, the new Rogan's out. Let me go sit down on my couch and three fucking hours, watch yeah. three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of this fucking, uh, fucking Rogan, you know, Rogan is actually like, I, I, he is pretty cool, man. That dude's a cool fucking guy. Yeah. Um, I got to meet him one time. Uh, I was at the store and uh, my boy Ernst took me to the, um, we were all kicking in the green room and shit. And um, it was just really nuts, man. Cause it's like, that was nuts. Cause I didn't, I don't, I'm not, that, that, that's not my class, but that's, those guys were already big before I, you know, was, you know, yeah. when I was on the road. So it's like, I'm not running into these guys. These guys, that's when it was like, oh, these aren't my coworkers, you know, but mm-hmm. they talk to you like they're, like they are the coworker. You know what I mean? When they oh, find, okay. when you're a comedian, they their, their mentality. This. Yeah, they give you that respect. Like their mentality is, oh, you're a comedian. Hey, what's up, comrade? And it's like, oh, hey. Like, you know, but I, I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> that seems so intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, hello. Uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because uh, like, uh, so we're at the store and um, we're kicking it in the back and, uh, and uh, it was, it was, it was me and Ernst. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I opened the door. And like Rogan is just sitting on the couch and then I just have a seat next to him. Then we all start, everyone start talking shop and, and stuff. And then, uh, and Brian Pusain is in there too. And he's from Sacramento and I was just talking to him about Zach and he was like, yeah, da, da, da. and, uh, he, and we're just talking about old road gigs, you know? And that's how they were like, uh, like, uh, uh, Oh, he's a, he's a road dog. This guy's a road dog. Mm. And then all of a sudden fuck out of nowhere. Oh, who else was in the back? There was, um, Oh, what's his name? He was on, he was on a, uh, uh, fuck. I'm, his name's slipping my head. He was on half baked. He, he's the one that killed the horse. Oh, fuck. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, are you, is it Jim, are you talking about Jim Brewer? Is that not Jim Brewer. Brewer. That's not Jim, Jim Brewer. Brewer's, no, no that's, he's, he's a comic too, but there was another one. He was like, he's like, butternuts, bro. He was, oh, I don't he know the guy's name. I, I forget, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was he was back there too. We're talking, and then um, and then all of a sudden, boom, the door flies open. Like, Dane Cook walks in. And I'm like, holy shit. And I was like, I just heard you on Bert. He was like, oh, you heard that? And we're just talking. And mm-hmm. um. But it was so surreal to be like, "Oh man, these guys, these guys are fucking like, uh, this is this is crazy." I was like, <laughs> "I can't like, this is crazy." I'm in a room with like, you know, with a lot of uh, uh, you know, stand-up comedy power, like fucking seven specials, you know. That uh, and I was like, "That's crazy to me." Just like, and, um, yeah, that's wow. Like those are those are two guys that I've yeah just grew up watching and and listening to. Like, could recite both you know jo- both of those guys' jokes to you. You know, like, damn, yeah. <laughs> And they were they were cool as shit, man. They were fucking dope. And I was like, oh, it was funny, man, because I guess you know, I guess as being a comic too with them, they they it treated me as as you know just a comic. And I was like, oh, this is this is dope. Like this is I'm I'm glad it went it wasn't one of those oh don't ever meet your heroes or don't ever meet those those guys are dicks and da 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 da. I was like, oh no, this is this is these guys are super cool, super down to earth, and I had a good time. And and this is at the time I think Rogan had just had the podcast with um. Because what's his name? What's his name? Was there too? Uh, 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 the dude that goes viral. Uh, um, ah, shit. What's his name? He's a young cat. He's he got the he got a he got a podcast with Charlemagne the God. Oh, Schultz. Andrew. Yeah, Schultz. Yeah, yeah. Schultz is uh, Schultz is uh, uh, in town, and um, we are just we're just talking about um, uh, uh, you know, how to go viral on the internet and how that's what it is now and. And this whole new business model, and so we're all just fucking throwing ideas. It was, man, I, I, and and Ernst is just we're just all talking and, and being goofy and talking shit. And I, 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 you know what, I was like, this is, 
Yeah, yeah, I was like, I like being a comic. I go. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall, dude. Holy shit, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds awesome. The little, yeah, the little mini networking gathering Mm -hmm. thing, and I was like, oh, it still happens at this level, and I was like, and it was so funny because you know, it just, it's just a little little more intricate, deeper conversations than when you get to those guys because those guys actually, you know, you know, you they deal in business. They're in show business. I mean, I'm in comedy. They're in show business. So it's like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the next level. Like, yo, I need to figure out how to, cause that's the thing about standup too. It was like, I didn't know, man, like it's, it's different, bro. It's like, uh, cause it's for me, I was like, yo, standup comedy comes in like playbooks. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, if no one understands what I'm talking about, like in football sense, you know, Every week you 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 go against another team, so there's a different playbook for each week. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, here, study this playbook. This is their, this is what they do. This is how they do it. This is how to try to overcome them. So, like the first playbook I got in standup was like, be funny, just figure out how to be funny. And then so I, I worked on that until until I was like, okay, I'm I'm funny. I, I had one of the better sets. I'm trying to be da 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 da. You know, did or are you happy with it? What else could you have done? How could you got better? And then. It's like, hey man, you're doing pretty well. Now here's your second book of uh, of, of of comedy. Uh, start investing in yourself. Start buying, you know, uh, business cards, uh, websites. Uh, think about merchandise. Think about this. And it's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't really want to do that. And some people can skip it. Some people can't or don't. don't. But, you know, mm-hmm. some people do. But even unless you do that thing correctly, you're not going to make it to the next. When you next say level. when you're like. Uh, I don't want to do that. Is that like the feeling of like a the business kind of salesy? Yeah, vibe? It's, is that what it kind of makes you feel a little icky inside? You're like, it's the work. It's it's the work. Uh, of, same thing with like, I don't want to do a video on this podcast. It's like I don't want to do all that. I kind of just I just want things to happen and do it free flowing. Other than because then after okay. a while it starts to turn into. And yeah, and it's also kind of douchey. It's like I don't want to fucking sell a shirt. I didn't sell a shirt for the longest time. I was like, fuck that. You know, it is it is kind of an icky feeling, but I have to you have to realize your whole end game is to never work again. You know, your whole end game Mm -hmm. is to be uh, self-supporting. And these are the things you do in order to be self-supporting. Turn turn the side hustle into the main hustle. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And then and then the next book was like, oh, here's politicking. And I'm like, I don't want to do politicking because politicking to me is just basically I'm going to live in gray area. In gray area, I don't like that, man. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that whole fucking. You know, uh, when I was a kid, man, it's like you know, you're you're a man of your word. You know, that's all you have mm-hmm. is your word. If you don't have your word, so I, I, I when politicking comes into play, I'm like, dude, this is a whole bunch of like, how do I save my ass and who do I kiss up to? And it's like, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I, that's why I say like, when I fuck with comics, I fuck with like, I fuck with like real cats. I fuck with people that that you know, that I can rely on and trust. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not gonna trust most of these motherfuckers in my life, but like, I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, I, I, I know that you're, you're of caliber that I, that, and character that I, that I can, that I can confide in or that I could, that I could trust. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, and so uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it, and that's yeah. that's one of the things that's hindered me in this, in this, uh, in this business. I know that that's where my, uh, where my weakness is at. And that's a good thing too to know as a comic. What are your weaknesses, and don't and be self aware. There's a lot of comics that are, are open micers that go up there and say they had a good set, and I'm like, motherfucker, I just saw like you did not. Like, where's your self awareness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like when you like. Are you just? How do you come to terms with it? Sometimes, like the politics of it, I guess. Like, and you just uh, 
because I like in life, I guess, just in my my job or or anything. Like I, I guess I feel that same way. Like I'm, it's like I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna like fucking bow down to this thing, or I'm not gonna like, you know, I'm gonna stay true to myself and like and what I believe and all these things. But like, do you just kind of do you just come to terms with it? You just kind of give up on that idea, or do you just how do you like justify it? I guess like where is that? Um, uh, for me, like there's a uh, there's a couple things. Well, like. I, I'm not going to sacrifice my character for comfort. Um, like, I think Chappelle had said, something. well, it's kind of like what, Ch- what happened with Chappelle. Like, you know, I'm not saying that it, I'm like that, but I'm just saying in a, in, in, in a, in a small, small sense of, of uh, what I'm talking about. Um, so Chappelle stopped. He didn't want to take that 50 million because yeah. he didn't want to have to be controlled by, you know, he was like, Hey man, I do stand. This is what I am. like. No, 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 no. I'm not going to take your money. And then you own me or you tell me what to do or, you know, so he didn't sacrifice his character for comfort at all. And that's like the, one of the biggest examples of it. And so when someone's like, you know, oh, why aren't you famous? Like you're so, like, like a lot of like at Theo shows and, and Mark Norman shows, like mm-hmm. I got a, his fans, their, their fans are great. I got a shitload of like ads and fans from those cats. And, you know, they're all asking me like, why aren't you famous? Why aren't you famous? And it's like, because I don't really care about being famous. Like I don't want to sacrifice my character for comfort. Like I, I'm good. And, if anybody like, I remember someone, someone was like, "Why aren't you bigger? Why, uh, what happens if you don't make it?" And I'm like, "What do you mean, don't make it?" I was like, "I think I feel like I have made it. Like everything else after this is icing on the cake because, like, for one, I get I get paid pretty well to do stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it a lot. I'm not I'm not I don't want to be all fucking, but, but I'm not I'm not that bad at it, you know. And I'm yeah. and I like and I and I enjoy it. It's still fun to me. Like I'm not." upset at it i don't go on stage like oh, i gotta fucking do this show tonight like i don't have any of that and i get to go and hang out i get to travel everywhere uh, kick it with friends like i, I get to live a 12 year old's life for the longest time this no is, i mean it shows is- <laughs> dude it, it shows just the fact that you're having like this conversation with me and like mm-hmm. that you're able to just like tell me all these crazy stories that are just like blowing my mind of people that you've got to chill with and hang out with like and you're just cool and chill about it. It speaks a lot to you know what you're saying. You're not going to sacrifice your character for comfort, and you you value that, and that's a really cool thing because you, you could have just been like, this fucking guy like to your comic. I'm not going to do his podcast. Fuck this guy. Why is he even bothering? You know. <laughs> but like taking the time out of your day to sit down and have this conversation. Yeah, it's just like it shows, and that's like something that you know that's like inspiring. Just like no matter what, no matter how, you know how many people you bump into the shows you get to do all these other crazy things you still like you know are 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 humbled and grounded and like have you know like projects you're working on you don't care about like that you know that that fame or being having your name on like the marquee and shit like that you know like it's not yeah. like a that's that's really cool man it's like really like a humbling thing to like it's just like something to take away from this podcast it's just like yeah it's like you know it's Cause- it's hella cool man because that's what you need. I mean, you need to um, you need to stay grounded, dude. I mean, like that's where funny is. Funny lives in 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 um, in common common uh, common things, you know. So it's like you have to stay who you've always been. You can't start making jokes about being rich and famous. Like no one else gets that shit. Like you gotta be. You definitely. And on top of that, too. I mean, you have to give back. You gotta constantly give back. I mean, like you can't just be taking, taking, taking. Um, I was uh, uh, I I don't I like I don't know if I, like I don't know what my what my future holds for me but, but like I wouldn't 
I would definitely do people's podcasts still and, and, and are, are still hang out and chill because that's just who I am. And like, that's not going to change just because, oh, uh, I got a Netflix special. I can't really hang out with you. Oh, best believe if I ever, you know, get, um, get, 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 get some special or get like, you know, all of a sudden selling out shows. I'm not leaving the B clubs that book me, you know, cause that's what happens to a lot of these comics. They go, oh, well, I'm just going to go to the A club now because they got a better door deal and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, no, fuck all that. I'm going to stick with these B clubs that booked me when I had no credits and just knew that. And, and they were booking for just funny weekends. So that's what happens when you, uh, cause like, like I'll feature or, or sometimes I'll feature at A clubs and some, maybe sometimes headline here and there. And then, but the B clubs are headline. And, uh, and sometimes, cause they call them just funny weekends. Mm-hmm. And those are the, like the single day mile weekend, the, uh, the St. Uh, St. Patrick's day, 4th of July, July Halloween, okay. New Year's. So it's like all these drinking holidays where no one's going to be at the comedy clubs probably. So they don't want to spend a lot of money on comics. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay. It's like so, the, so what, okay. I see. Yeah. So what you do is you want to, you want to get those dates. If you don't have a lot of credits, snag those dates and tell them that you'll come. And then when you, and, and fucking knock it out the park, like those, that's your job interview. You knock it out the park and you don't know. And you will no longer have to come back on drinking holidays. You come back on the, the days that they need you, or they'll call you when there's a fallout. And then you could, you can, you can get them for, some, for a little more money because mm, okay. uh, <laughs> they already know you can bring it. You're not going to turn away people. You're going to, they're going to want to stay. And so, um, I'm going to definitely, I would definitely still do those gigs because I'm not going to go to the big, big chain now just because they pay me more money. Because I'll tell you this right now, once something comes out, uh, a, a Twitter joke that I wrote 17 years ago that now is considered offensive, those guys are going to fire me and they're never, they're not going to hire me mm-hmm. because they're, they're like, well, we're affiliated with, you know, uh, ABC in some context. So now we can't hire you. And it's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to go back to these B clubs that are owned by moms and pops that are like, you know what? Fuck that. You're funny. And we know that joke was probably hilarious in 1998. So let's keep it going. Gotcha. And on top of that, you always want to, and those, that B club nurtures the, uh, the, the local scene way more than the A club will ever, because the A club wants to be, you know, uh, above the board all the time. And they are very corporate most of the time, but, but the B club is where comedy is at. And they probably have the ability to just fill the room easier because of their, the people they can bring in, I bet like at those A clubs. Yeah. And then, uh, and, but they're starting to realize too, this is what's happening a lot because people are, are, I mean, this is going on for a minute about how like the YouTube hits and the YouTube followers, people are like, Oh, these YouTube cats, they're bringing cats in. Was that a, I was at a, I was at the improv a while back in Pittsburgh. And, uh, we've seen that uh, they have the computer screen on. They're about to show us the numbers for our, our, our first day, but they had the computer screen on and there was the numbers for the person that was before, like oh, the, the, on a Wednesday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it was a YouTube cat. And um, it was, it was uh, I want to say it was close to like $36,000 or something like that. And we're like, holy what the fuck? Like, we're like, um, we're like, holy shit. Like, they're like, yeah, that was the door. That, that was his. And they go, wait, we're like, how the fuck do you get $36,000 off a door? <clears throat> and um, she was like, well, he sold tickets for $75. Then he sold um, uh, VIP tickets for $125. Uh, and Whoa. the VIP, the VIP uh, it, uh, turned out like I guess at the end of it he'll hug you and give you a picture or take a picture with you and whatnot. That was the VIP. She was like, "But this guy was great. He was like, he was smart. This is what he did. He made every seat in the house VIP 
if they if you know he, there was the unlimited VIP. So oh, so you could upgrade and get the uh, and get the picture with the guy if you want. So they're just so, paying yeah. for a picture with this guy. They're not even coming That's to see this guy laugh. Yeah. Yeah, and they wow. and and she was like, he. I were like, so what was his act like? They're like, he came out, danced to two songs. She was like, I'm not bullshitting you. He came out. He didn't talk really much in the mic. He came out and danced two songs and was like, all right, you guys form a line right over here. And I go fucking hell. So people were, and but Whoa. and then we were. And I was like, but the thing about that is, is you can only fool the audience once. That's a one-time thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you can't come back next year and do that. If you're going year, back to see that show again. <laughs> <laughs> you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> so oh, it's man. like, so that's what's happening to like the, uh, and they're starting to realize that, oh, uh, the comic, the real comic is going to be needed because... Uh, the the YouTube star and the Instagram star aren't comedians. They can't fill the hour. They can fill the room, but they can't fill the hour. And people are going to start realizing that. And then they're not going to come back. And then on top of that, they're going to they're they're hurting themselves because these cats don't do stand up. And a lot of these people are going to a comedy club for the first time. Not, mm-hmm. a, a, not it's so weird. On a comedy crowd is great. Well, the people that go to the comedy clubs, uh, you either have this. People that are diehard comedy fans and love seeing live comedy, and they keep coming back all the time. Then you have a then then it's just the other side of the spectrum where people just it's their first time, and if they're gonna go see this YouTube or Instagram star, it's probably their first time going to a real comedy club. Because let's be honest, look where they're getting their fucking content from. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so they go, they see it, it's shit, and now they're like, comedy clubs suck, stand up sucks on at a comedy club. It's not good live. I've seen the show. And they don't ever go back. I, I hear that a lot too. They're like, yeah, I went to a comedy show once and that was like seven or eight years ago. It was really bad. And it's like, mm, that's, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, well, dude, I just, I, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today. Like I said, and, uh, mm-hmm. I want to give you a chance here before we wrap it up to kind of, you know, give people, Shout out your podcast, shout out your, you know, Instagram where people can watch anything. If you have anything online, people check out. Um, yeah, I have, uh, my, my online, everything is uh, at Carlos comedy, like, uh, everything, uh, like my Instagram, Twitter. Um, and then my, um, what else is there? Oh, my, 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 my webpage is Carlos is hella <laughs> And, um, what else is there? Oh, I got a comedy album that I'm going to produce that I produced already and I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to, I'm looking for animators though. Cause I want to animate some of it. Oh, um, cool. yeah. So it, that should be coming out in at least, I want to say at least a month or two. And, um, it's, it's untitled. I just got done, uh, cutting it all up. So that should be coming out soon. So be on the lookout for that. And then, uh, what was the title of your podcast again? Oh, it's, uh, that's right. Uh, podcast is called, uh, my life and rambles. <laughs> As you can tell by how I just go off and go on and on. And on. <laughs> no, it's all, dude. I, yeah, I like go check out his podcast, watch him online. Um, I've seen him, I've seen him a couple of times, and yeah, uh, great guy. Thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate you sitting down with me today. Right on, man. Right on. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>